You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome back to Fly on the Call, and welcome back to Casey Crawford of Virginity. He's the first two-time guest on the podcast after joining us for our Best of 2019 episode at the start of the year. And on my personal list was Virginity's debut with Time. Following somewhere in the sweet spot between punk and power pop, Virginity is back, newly signed to Wiretap Records, and getting ready to release an EP called Death to the Party on June 5th. Casey and I talk about Virginity's growth, the new EP, and the first single off it, Bad Call, which is available now. What kind of like music and comics and stuff have you been consuming to uh, keep yourself mentally stable? <laughs> um, man, I've had a hard time focusing on music because we're working on on our next record and I'm writing. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so like, I'm at this like I get to this point like during I write in big batches like. I don't do like a song every couple of weeks. It's like for like a month, I write like two, three, four songs a week, which is currently the time I'm in right now. So (laughs) when I listen to music during that, I feel like I'm fucking Neo and I'm seeing code and not (laughs) actual things. So like when I'm listening to shit, I'm not like, I'm processing it like a fucking, like a robot. I'm like, interesting melody, cool part. (laughs) Like, (laughs) nice, um, nice. I haven't really been reading comics. I can't go to my store to pick up my books. Fair enough. So uh, <laughs> I started reading the Dark Tower books. You mentioned like how you go through like big spurts of writing where you write like three or four songs a week. Um, is that like how the EP came together just from one of those spurts or was it like a mix of multiples of those? Um, yep. That was kind of like a, uh, that was kind of a spurt. Um, <laughs> for sure like the i wrote well <laughs> um the first song fest 17 i wrote pretty shortly after fest 17 so that's been a minute but then the rest of them bad call fall of try and can i borrow your mistakes i wrote in a week within a week of each other <laughs> and like how does that compare to uh with time like because you're writing that without even kind of having it be an official project kind of yeah a lot different um and and this writing that i'm doing for even the next thing right now is even different than the than the ep stuff because like the ep stuff i've had for a while like i wrote it not that long after with time (laughs) um you know it's just now coming out this stuff that we're working on now is like even more different and i guess the difference is exactly what you said like with time was made in a vacuum 
and there was a possibility it doesn't even make it to anyone's ears besides mine and Jim's. <laughs> so um, this one, I knew people were going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was in the back of my mind a little bit, and it's even more so now. And I'm probably fucking this whole thing up because um, <laughs> I'm losing perspective entirely on everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah, uh, I don't know, fucking, hopefully everybody likes it. But yes, it was definitely written differently in the sense that I was just like, well, I know people are going to hear this for sure, so I should like, maybe think about like i don't know parts <laughs> <laughs> like uh, virginity was behold like the, the first record with time was beholden to no no song patterns no thought to melody really outside of it was just like blunt emotion <laughs> and this is still blunt emotion i don't i can't escape that lyrically but in terms of melody and in terms of, of song like a little more thought was put into it just because I was just like, well, shit, it's got to be better than the last thing. <laughs> That's funny because I have in my notes, like I was going to say that it runs me a lot. The EP reminds me a lot of the new Spanish love songs album where it's like, you know, both of your first, well, Schmaltz isn't technically the first, but first like fully written as the band they wanted to be. Um, like your first LPs were kind of like, you know, over the top craziness and like then you know this is a little more like it has the same energy but it's like kind of like more dense and like reined in in a way um so it's interesting that you kind of like said that because dylan was saying kind of a lot of the similar stuff when i talked to him (laughs) yeah it's different when you think um when you're thinking about the fact that you have you know an audience however big you know there's obviously way fucking bigger than ours i mean ours you know (laughs) I, I feel like ours is huge. I know that it's not, but I feel like it is just because I'm never going to, I feel, be able to escape my mindset from with time, which was that I was just like, well, 12 of my friends will listen to this. <laughs> so if like, a th- if like a thousand people do, I'm just like, that might as well fucking be a million. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Oh, but I mean, like, as far as, you know, you said you wrote the EP, like not, as long after with time like how how do you view it now versus with time like as especially as far as like the writing process like are you glad that you took the more time on the new stuff um yeah i mean i think it's a better um i think they're better songs um in terms of of song i guess like i don't know with time is like I'll never be able to recapture that freedom that Mm. that's all done for us now (laughs) and will be forever I I was just on um I just did Molly's podcast yesterday (laughs) yeah yeah she told me that (laughs) and we kind of got into this a little bit um which is just like when a band makes their first album like that's the only time they get to be truly uh, like their inhibitions are completely fucking gone. There are none because the, your audience is like not exist. It's in your head. If you even <laughs> think you're going to have one, it only exists in your head and you're just making art with your friends mm-hmm. and you're not ashamed to do something 
fucking weird or kind of lame or seemingly lame but it might actually be cool so and like that's very much what with time is it's just like it's it's very blunt and open and honest and but i'll and you know no audience and this time like yeah i'm glad we took more time because (laughs) i i hear things and with time where i'm just like oh my god why would i why would i say that or do that thing like but it but i was just like going at it at the time like uh so yeah it's (laughs) we'll never be able to recapture that but uh, hopefully it'll be better i think it's better um and like i'm even like the ep hasn't come out yet but for me it's been done for a while and now we're writing these new things and we're starting to like demo them out and like i already even though the ep hasn't hit the world yet in my mind it's a thing that's passed mm-hmm. and i'm already like thinking like oh this new shit is so much better than the ep <laughs> that's interesting that if we weren't in uh, lockdown, I, I would be curious to see how that like affected your experience at like the live show. I guess could you uh, think about how it might affect that? <laughs> yeah, well, like so. Well, okay, so I can barely listen to with time, um, but when we and it's been <laughs> it's been the case since you know it came out i'm just like i can't hear these songs anymore (laughs) but with an audience it becomes new to me or uh, at least more exciting especially if the crowd is like in and excited about it then you know that sort of gives it new life for me too Mm -hmm. Um, and i imagine that's how i'll feel for anything forever and there's (laughs) you know even three or four five people in front of you singing the shit you wrote back at you like i don't know that's exciting no matter what for sure i i can imagine <laughs> and i mean i feel like a lot of the kind of themes uh in like virginity's music are like you know like mental health and self-worth self-improvement stuff like that like i guess can you talk about like your mindset with that kind of stuff and like how you came to like be wanting to share it with the world um sure so uh i mean with with time that was very much not about sharing it with the world (laughs) that was about dealing with it for me and then it got shared with the world everybody you know that's how art works you put it out into the world and whatever meaning you had for whatever thing is completely fucking irrelevant except for to yourself because everybody else is going to put their own life view on it and it'll mean something completely different to them so uh in terms of of with time that was just for me so (laughs) this is not so much just for me i mean it is in a sense like i still wrote the songs for me but knowing that people were going to hear it like i feel the ep is um i don't know maybe a little less introspective maybe I don't know. I don't even know if that's true. That might not that might not be how I'm trying to say it. <laughs> there is a difference in the songs and I'm not sure what it is because it still just all pretty much came out of me. So in my mind I'm just like, well, it sounds like one of my songs. I think probably I wrote it. How the fuck could it not? <laughs> um, uh, so I mean, I don't know. You tell me you've heard both things like it's different, right? But yeah, not, d- definitely. But it's but it still sounds like 
virginity, I think. Yeah, I feel like with time it's kind of more like, you know, like the candid photo. And then this is more like you're posing. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not posing and uh that's no, dude, the, we the are straight up posers <laughs> <laughs> yeah your arms crossed your legs like hip width apart you know you got that uh straight face giving that yeah, tougher right. to the camera <laughs> yeah maybe i maybe it's more like uh somebody was like hey i'm gonna take your picture not a candid photo i'm gonna take it and i was like okay but then when we looked at it later, it's like, oh, your eyes are closed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the, and then the next album will be your, your full-on senior photo. Yeah. Um, fucking lasers behind me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I superimposed two of my faces onto um, one in a corner looking off at fucking nothing. <laughs> and then one where me just looking dead-eyed into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, you mentioned earlier before about like how you're paying more attention to like the song structure and stuff like that while you're writing um, for the EP. And I feel like that kind of stands out to me, especially in like Bad Call with, you know, just kind of the way that the parts work together and like the, the different rhythms that they create. And um, I feel like it's also really you know, it works very well with the, the music video that you made for it, with like the handmade shadow puppets and stuff. Um, like, can you tell me about like that song and the video for it and how that, uh, how that whole project worked for you? Sure. So Bad Call, which by now people, you've heard this, if you're listening to this and you like us at all, because it'll be out on May 8th, <laughs> um, is uh, that's a, so there was a while where I had like, I don't know, man, a tickle in the back of my throat it wasn't like a sore throat but like i just could feel something but i couldn't go to the fucking doctor because i didn't have insurance um and i was just like well i can't like i'm not a hundred percent sure anything's wrong i can't <laughs> possibly spend thousands of dollars on this and i was just having panic attacks every night about it and i was like i know i'm dying i'm certain of it <laughs> it's finally gonna happen <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, like I was just, and I was bugging the shit out of my wife. She was like, just go to the doctor. It doesn't matter. And I was just like, God, it'd be so much money. And she was just like, oh, I'm so fucking exhausted with you. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, fucking thank God for. I'm an exhausting person. And she continues to deal with it for fucking 15 years. Um, anyway, so that's what the song is about is like that period of my life. And it went on for like three, four or five months. Like I, I was just like every day I was freaking out. Um, and then the music video. So we signed to wiretap that was announced yesterday, uh, in real time, <laughs> a month ago or more <laughs> for you. Oh, time travel. And, um, he was like Rob, the guy that runs it, Rob Ca uh, Castellan, cool dude, great label, um, <laughs> was like, yeah, I need you guys to make some kind of music video. And that was right at the top of the quarantine. And we're like, we should figure this out. So we started brainstorming. And then all of a sudden, they were just like, do not go to your friend's house. <laughs> and we we're like, fuck. So then we we're trying to think of like, well, what is a way we can do this from our individual places? And then we wrote and recorded at our own houses and made a video for this song, Don't Go Outside, <laughs> which we wrote and did for a charity. Um, and we shot a video that way as kind of like a test to see 
if we could do something similar for bad call mm-hmm. but we did it was funny and you know kitschy for that song which was like an over-the-top song clearly about the fucking quarantine um that means nothing to any of us really <laughs> <laughs> but we were overall just like looks like shit kind of like this can't be what we're gonna show fucking something for real um <clears throat> and so then me and my wife were brainstorming and um i did a shadow puppet on the wall out of boredom mm-hmm. like i was just fidgeting with a flashlight in our <laughs> library and uh and then i started kind of like mouthing stuff with it on the wall and then i was just like yo what if we just did the music video just like shadow puppets and then she was just like holy shit like what if we did this and i was like okay and then we have like a head like we could make like a cutout with like a like a mouth right and she was like right and i was like yeah and everything will just be happening in the head and we'll just make cutouts of shit and then like it just like spiraled and we got super fucking excited about it <laughs> and just went to work and it took us like fucking five or six hours to just like make all of the things and put them together oh wow <laughs> like i mean it was a shit ton of paper and like fishing line and like and like did i send you pictures like it looks so shitty in real life but the finished product <laughs> is like insanely good looking yeah it does look really cool and i feel like knowing that it's i think i might have said this to you like i feel like knowing that it's hand done makes it so much more effective than if you had like kind of done the same thing but animated <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i wouldn't have even known how to go about that i can barely do anything on a computer <laughs> um, so i certainly couldn't have done that so yeah it was all hand done and then it took us like hours and hours to shoot and we had to have our kids like help us like i was laying on my belly for like four hours making moving the mouth oh and while like my <laughs> wife <laughs> so we had our son manning the fucking because i shot this on my phone too i had my son manning the phone and like we had like everything taped down because i was just like this fucking camera can't move (laughs) at all so i had him sitting there gingerly like and like every 10 minutes i'm like careful jesus christ like his legs kept getting close to the table (laughs) and like my daughter was next to me and she was the one raising stuff up and my wife was to the side in front of the sheet that we were shooting with like dropping stuff down and like we were moving like so there were three moving parts happening at once in certain sections and and how excited were they at the start versus at the end of the project (laughs) (laughs) um my daughter was stoked on it the whole time my son never wanted to do it <laughs> and uh, but they were really ex- like once we got done and like I cut it all together and stuff like we all sat down as a family to watch it and everybody was just like pretty cool yeah I, I can imagine that's a pretty fun project like are you typically a kind of crafty guy slash family or was this uh, really uh my, wife, my wife very much is which is why all the cutouts look you know super sick and stuff like she uh she has she has a cricket cutting machine and she made all the silhouettes from pictures she found on the internet and stuff and had to cut out and stuff so like she's very crafty i'm not um (laughs) but i can follow directions my wife more my wife more or less directed the music video nice nice Um, (laughs) 
but yeah it was cool and like a fun like family i don't know kind of a family experience to like get together and do it oh i also didn't tell anyone in the band, in the band about it i sent them a text and i was like i have an idea I'm not going to tell you what it is at all. I'm just going to do it and I'll send it to you when I'm done. And then <laughs> it took two days and I sent it to them like with nothing. They had zero information. Um, and they called me a couple minutes after I sent them. They were just like, holy shit, this rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's like how, I guess it was easy for it to look professionally made considering like the style of it. So that worked out really well on your part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that's the thing is like, and I kept telling my wife, like the simpler we make it, like the better it'll look. And then, you know, and then it was just a matter of just like turning the shadows all the way up and the brightness all the way up. And it just came like crystal clear. <laughs> that's awesome yeah and you mentioned uh obviously like the wires have to tap signing um like i'm just curious like how did that kind of like relationship start to form between you two um so rob caught on to with time some kind of way i honestly have no idea but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but to be perfectly honest i got no fucking idea how anyone finds it um <laughs> but people do every day so um uh, you know presumably it was from you know i feel we owe any audience that we have to um the kembe and the alternative hell yeah <laughs> um because the kembe you know are very well established and that they put their put it out for us and put their stamp of approval on it like kind of validated us and legitimized us instantly though we did not deserve <laughs> it like at all we had to play a fucking show like and then you know and then randy had gotten uh someone to write it up and then you have also <laughs> done stuff about it um so he i assume he found it via the alternative i mean i can't imagine <laughs> any other way or just people talking whatever and so he reached out to us uh a while back and was just like hey i just want to let you know like i'm interested and then i had sent him demos of bad call and uh, maybe something else. And he was just like, all right, this is really cool. And then we had like other offers too on the table. So we had to like think about like what the best option was <laughs> for us. And I just felt, I just wanted to give it to whoever wanted wanted it the most, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and it seemed to me that Rob wanted it the most. Like he never, he was patient. He was never like, when's that EP gonna be done or whatever. And, <laughs> but would always check in and just be like, can't wait to hear it and stuff like yeah yeah <laughs> so that's kind of how that worked you know we had a meeting on the phone and stuff and I, and I met him at fest this past year like we made a point to get together and chat a little bit nice <laughs> um and you, you kind of like you mentioned like the kind of automatic legitimacy in a way that uh like Tkembe gave you by like putting by helping put out the album and stuff um but I know like you were kind of like in bands in the past like years and years ago like i'm curious sure. about like your you know musical history in that way <laughs> sure well um i mean no one's heard of my old bands <laughs> <laughs> um the, i mean and I, and I hadn't been in one since you know just post high school um which was um you can find it it's still on the internet i didn't <laughs> take it down ever it's called oh god it's called boy meets heart 
I know that's a bad name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the time, oh, baby, it was all swoopy bangs and egos and it didn't fucking matter. Um, people liked it at the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was unashamed by that fucking awful name. Um, <laughs> so if you go on your volume, that's that bullshit still up there. You can hear, uh, you know, 16, 17 year old me um, before I, you know, started and stopped smoking cigarettes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My voice was changed drastically. Um, And yeah, I mean, like, to me, like, the way virginity has gone made any legitimacy that I ever felt for my old band completely disappear because (laughs) no, no one, no one gave a shit about that in comparison to this been out of the game so long that it's just like no one remembers that like a one person has brought up boy meets heart to me nice (laughs) um and i was just like and i was just like that is truly fucking insane that you know that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm I'm pretty sure you posted like that one of the other guys in the band was like in a band that you used to really like back in the day right Oh yeah, brownie points. Yeah, that's Jim, our drummer, and uh, I don't know, co-writer in a sense. <laughs> I don't know. We're becoming a more collaborative band. <laughs> um, you know, it's getting. I'm still, you know, the main songwriter, but like, um, getting, like we're washing ourselves free, or we're attempting to wash ourselves free of any sort of ego that would. <laughs> have you know any one of us put ourselves above what actually sounds best in the song so (laughs) in that sense we're all becoming a little less like all the parts are sort of bleeding together (laughs) um but jim jim played guitar and sang in a band called brownie points which was kind of like a drive-through era pop punk band but with horns like there wasn't really ska because there wasn't like up picking and shit like (laughs) It was a pop punk band with horns and they rocked. Um, their shit's not online. I constantly try and get Jim to, I'm like, at least make a band camp. That's free. <laughs> like, just put it up. I know there's people that want to hear this uh, and it would make it easier for me because I got to keep these fucking CDs. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I still listen to Brownie Points all the time, but they sold out the House of Blues like multiple times <laughs> here Damn. in Orlando and stuff. Like, they were fucking really popular here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, like, was he kind of like someone that you kept in touch with over the years and stuff, or like, how did that kind of come together? Oh no, he we weren't even like friends. Like, I mean, he's ten years older than me. So, like, oh, when I was listening to Brownie Points, I was in fucking middle school. <laughs> like, I was just a fan, and I thought that Brownie Points rocked. And then later in life, we I tried to do a little music, like a solo project in 2005 not long after my high school band fucking shuttered (laughs) um (laughs) and i was gonna go to jim to record because he used to like record people back then and uh, i was just like well who else would i go to except for the fucking best in daytona beach baby (laughs) (laughs) and so we kind of talked a little bit then and then my wife then girlfriend got pregnant and his wife was pregnant at the time so like we wound up having kids uh his first two kids and my first two kids are born within three months of each other both of them they're like almost the exact same age 
so when they were two, like, so he was like, oh, my wife's pregnant. Interesting. And then we didn't talk for two years. And then I reached out to him via Facebook because I was just like, I need somebody to hang out with. Like, we need parent friends. And we didn't have any. And I was just like, I'm going to reach out to Jim. This is fucking weird. But God damn it, me and Jackie need somebody to talk to that's an adult <laughs> that understand. Like, when we'd hang out with our, our, you know, our high school buddies and stuff, like, none of them had kids. Like, they were just like, the fucking first mention of responsibility they would be like you guys are gross <laughs> um, <laughs> so i reached out to jim and we started hanging out that way and then we hung out for a decade <laughs> oh, <wow>. before virginity <laughs> like and just became we became friends nice um and i mean the the new ep comes out on june 5th which i'm june guessing 5th. is purposeful uh with being like exactly like a year and a day after with time <laughs> You know, uh, you'd think you'd think it is, but it's absolutely not. It's not. Oh wow! <laughs> it's, it's just it's just how it panned out. Like we got done, and we're like, well, we need this amount of time to do like PR stuff. And so, like, he was like, "How do you feel about June?" F-? Like Rob picked that day. He was like, nice. "About June fifth. And I was just like, uh, "Oh, weird. Uh, sure." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But like. How does, uh, I guess COVID was notwithstanding, uh, how does your life uh, now compare to like what you would thought it would be like a year ago, like when with time was getting finished up? I mean, it couldn't be more different. I, I've rearranged my life in order to do this band a little more seriously. Like I don't have a job anymore. Um, that kind of coincided with my wife finishing her degree and she went to work and instantly started making, you know, <laughs> fucking <laughs> way more than I did. And, we lived off, and like, she was a stay at home mom. And like, we lived off, we lived, we're not fucking, we were fucking rich or anything, but we were fine <laughs> doing better than many people um, on what I made. So instantly we had more. And then like for a little while I worked, we were both working and I felt like we were just, we were fucking Scrooge McDuck swimming around and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> pool of coins <laughs> like uh and then i was just like you know and then people started paying more attention and i was just like spending more of more of my free time home like doing virginity stuff and and i was just like you know my wife was just like well you can, you can just quit your job like we don't need you to be working it and then you won't feel so busy all the time. And I was like, okay, so then I became a stay at home dad and it became, but all of our kids are in school. So it's not like I have shit to do once I drop them off. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I've taken to doing this full time in a sense, but not really. Cause it's not like we're making any fucking money. We're not um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm sure this in the grand scheme of thing, if I start looking at receipts, I'd realize this is still a losing game, but um but I definitely made a big change that way. Um, and just like it, it's changed like things out of my hands, like, you know, people like you know, a small swath of people like our band, but a large enough swath for it to feel like important. Mm -hmm. Like I think we are, uh, me and Jim and Jordan all <clears throat> kind of felt like, well, this is taking on a little bit of a life of its own. We should really kind of hunker down and see what, what we can do with it. Mm -hmm. and, and how did the workflow kind of change for you between when you were like still working versus when you like, you know, left your job? 
especially considering like you mentioned like the writing process for you is often like you know in in chunks yeah so it's been a little bit um you know i had written slightly slightly more um i've kind of just continued like i'll say that we have about 20 songs (laughs) for lp2 like it's not gonna be fucking 20 songs long but we have (laughs) we have we have a we have a shitload of options as to what the 10 or 11 will be um so i got a lot more of that done and and we're kind of revising now like which is like this whole demo process has been truly insane doing it from our own places mm-hmm. uh it's a lot of sending shit back and forth and being like what about this no you don't like this well fuck guess we're starting over because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to like make a, a punch <laughs> yeah so like how how has that been for you um, I, I mean, it's kind of fun <laughs> and like for the, for the, like in the instance of, of COVID, like I don't have shit to do. Like, <laughs> like we're just in such a weird thing. Cause like my wife's a, a, a teacher and sort of, she's a school librarian. <laughs> um, so she can't go to work, but she is still kind of working from home, but only for like a couple hours in the morning. And then, like, other than that, like, we just don't have anything going on at all, which is, like, making for, like, a weird um, atmosphere. I'm sure everyone's feeling that because human beings were not meant to have, like, this much fucking free time to just, like, sit around and think about stuff. I feel like I'm going fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, But the demo is giving me something to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't have to think about how fucked up the world is right now i'm just gonna focus on writing this chorus or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and has it made it kind of like your focus now versus beforehand like how is that kind of like for you how like how much of a difference has it made and do you think it's like a positive net difference on the like musical output um i think it's definitely positive like i mean if you look at it like with time and the EP were written while I was working. <laughs> Every song I wrote for with time is on with time. <laughs> <laughs> there are no B sides. That's the songs I wrote. And those are them. And the same goes for the EP. And for this, we have 20 options yeah. for the next thing. <laughs> so like, obviously the output is more, <laughs> but it's weird because I'm living through it. So to me, I feel like I still feel like I, I could do more. <laughs> But even though I've, you know, effectively doubled the amount of output for, you know, the album. So it also is like, you know, kind of takes place as a coping mechanism in a way. Yeah, definitely. And of course, the themes are all, you know, the same as they ever were or will ever be, <laughs> which is, I'm, you know, I'm a fucking neurotic person and I'm going to keep being one, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, and so, the, you know sort of similar i wrote i have we uh, half this next album will be about will be songs about writing songs <laughs> we'll see how that we'll see how that fucking pans out for people and they're just like this is fuck fuck this guy <laughs> yeah, we'll probably get a lot of uh those type of covid albums i feel like there's the joke that like every band's like third or fourth album is all the songs about being on tour but now we'll have all the songs about writing songs <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, which will be cool, you know, whatever. We'll be on the fucking forefront of it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully you'll be able to write the songs about being on tour because uh, I'd definitely be excited to catch you live finally once this is all over. <laughs> yeah, we were we were booking one. We were booking one and then this happened. Yeah. So, and then like, I'm not trying to book anything right now. I see people keep moving their tours around. You're free to be hopeful. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Until I get the all clear, I'm not trying to book anything because I just don't want to. It's so much work and it's so hard and it's so fucking depressing to book a tour. And um, I just don't want to go through it a second time. <laughs> Fair I don't want to have to re-fucking book it. I'm just going to wait until they say it's okay. <laughs> and that might put us all, that might put us a little bit behind the eight ball, but I don't give a shit. We're always behind the eight ball anyways, because <laughs> none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Everyone will be scrambling once we finally get the all clear anyway. So <laughs> lots of people will be in the same boat, I'm sure. <laughs> By the time that happens, I think our second LP will be uh, at least fully tracked. Oh boy, I would I would be willing to bet. We're having a little talk about that. And once we're not on the podcast, I'll tell you something that Ooh. is potentially very fucking exciting. Oh boy. Well, then I guess I'll, that's a good transition to the, the wrap up question, which is, you know, just looking for a piece of, you know, advice or something you've been thinking about um, lately about music or life in general that you just want to share. Oh, advice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, oh, throw a couple things out here i mean in terms of like music stuff um my advice would just be and this seems very simplistic and what anybody would tell you it's like the most a trite fucking basic observation in the world but it would just be don't overthink it um you know and <laughs> an underdone like a, 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 a an underdone burger is called rare and an overdone one is fucking a burnt crisp and tastes like shit. <laughs> the rare one is still edible. I don't know. <laughs> don't overthink it. Um, this is like the thing that me and Jim, um, who's like, he's really the biggest collaborative part of it with me, go back and forth about because I'm a very first idea, best idea type of guy. And he is very much, <laughs> let's think about it. Let's think about it. But then he can go too far. So we balance each other out by just taking it a few steps ahead but not fucking overcooking it <laughs> mm-hmm. um and other than that in terms of being stuck at home fucking just stay, everybody take care of yourself like everybody i feel i feel like i can't be the only person that feels like they're a little bit more fucking insane every single day and mm-hmm. uh just pay attention to yourself because this can get very dark and depressing and you know put your phone down <laughs> I've been making it a, I'm trying to make it a point to like I've had my wife hide my phone from me <laughs> I've been like I'm gonna give this to you at six o'clock I can have it back if I ask for it back before that you don't remember where you put it um and that's made for slightly better days <laughs> everyone is just throwing out their opinions and they have so much time to do it and it's depressing looking at all that shit I can't put my finger on why but you definitely should not be looking at everyone you know and people you don't know's opinions all day long. Uh, it fucks with your brain some kind of way. 
<laughs> yep, I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> awesome. Yep. But was there anything that you wanted to get out about the EP or what y'all are up to that I haven't hit on? Sure. Well, um, depending on when this comes out, I guess the <laughs> single is out May eighth, which will, this will definitely be after that. So if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet, go watch the music video that we talked about. It's pretty neat and or go to stream it on all the it'll be on all the things and we'll be announcing that um soonish i'm sure at some point and it'll have a some kind of premiere or some bullshit so follow <laughs> follow us on all the things we're at virginity is rad on on everything and our website is virginity is rad.com and our ep is out six five we spent a lot of time on it and i think the songs are cool and good it's called death to the party and that's that's it dang that's another sick episode of flying the call in the bag i feel like most people who listen to this podcast are probably already fans of virginity but if you aren't please check out the video for bad call and prepare yourself for death to the party thanks to casey for coming back on and remember to follow virginity on social media they're at virginity is rad which is easy to remember because it's the truth a special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FindTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FindTheCallPod at gmail.com. Have a good one, and see you next week. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.